I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode, Peace and Harmony for the Holidays with David Adelson. David is a healer, author, meditation teacher, and after spending decades studying quantum physics and consciousness and unified field theory, he developed 500 plus products and programs that are founded in consciousness and wholeness. Now, he believes in the light switch solutions. Rather than fight the dark, just flip the light switch and the darkness is gone. So I'm really excited, David, to talk to you today and share with our listeners all the exciting things you have done and what you've developed. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You know, your intro, you said uh, peace and harmony for the holidays. And I was thinking about it and we should name this peace and harmony for your holidays. Because what we want are the people who are listening to this to experience that wonderful quality of being with their friends and family in a completely harmonious situation where agitation and hostility just aren't part of the loving relationship. Sure. And we will put that name, Peace and Harmony, for your holidays. Not a problem at all. So I, I want to just tell people a little bit more about your background because I think it's, it's so unique and interesting. You talk about how back in the day you placed a three-line, five-dollar-a-week ad in a local shopper's guide in a small town, and then you only answered the phone when it rang. And one year later, you had clients worldwide, and you earned more than $90,000 a year not even working more than 20 hours a week. That's pretty amazing. So we're, we're looking forward to hearing all about your technologies. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you've developed. Well, uh, thank you for asking. One of the, um, you, you brought up two things. One of them is uh, about being in alignment and we'll talk later about alignment and I have an offer for your, for your audience to help them know that they're in alignment. And when we're in alignment, that which we're looking for shows up. That, what, that which we're awake for comes looking for us. And that's more about alignment. We'll talk about that later. The technologies that we use, thank you for asking, have to do with um, a shift going on right now in the world from Newtonian-based physics to quantum physics, quantum unified field physics. And with this, there's a whole wide range of solutions that become available that hitherto, great word, I love it, hitherto, <laughs> um, have not been available. So we're going to be seeing some, um, we predict that 90% of the world's problems, the solutions will be known within 10 years and they're things that people have not even dreamed of because it's not the Newtonian, we filter the water by pushing it through this filter 
and taking out the garbage and then dealing with the garbage. It's a thing on the quantum mechanical unified field level that just restructures it from below its foundation. So for example, uh, to talk about this, if normally we would say that, you know, you get a seed and you plant the seed and the seed will grow to crop. But within the seed, there's some intelligence that if you modified it, and unfortunately the whole genetically modified food thing, they're working at it from a very fundamental level, but A, they don't really know what they're doing, and B, it's already more expressed. They're not, they're not saying we want something that's in tune with natural law. They're saying we just want the effect that we want and we don't care about anything. We all know that we have thoughts and that based on our thoughts and our thinking patterns, and, and to be truthful, uh, Nancy, a lot of people don't really recognize their thinking when they're having thoughts. They don't, you know, they call it voices in my head or whatever it is. But thought leads to action. What we think, we move into the world, we start manifesting in our life. It comes from inside out. We want to go to the grocery store, then we have a thought or an impulse or whatever you want to call it about moving to the grocery store and then what we want when we're there and we come home and we make the food or we eat the cookies or whatever it is. There's a whole thing that happens based on the thinking process, but below the thinking process, there's something else which we could just say wakefulness, awareness. And from the side of individual of, of us personally, um, our awareness is the basis of thinking. If we're not aware, and every night, for, fortunately, if we're, if we're fortunate, every night people go to sleep. And when they go to sleep, they're not aware and they don't think during that time. And because they don't think, very few people accomplish a lot while they're sleeping, although rejuvenation takes place to the body and maybe when they wake up refreshed, they think more clearly. But during that state of non-awareness of being asleep, nothing really happens. So we have this thing that we need of just what we call being awake, wakefulness. Now, that's the way we look at it from the human perspective. But from the science perspective, that's the quantum field. That idea of being awake, of there being a lively potentiality. The potential is there for something to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and from a spiritual perspective, we know that when you do sleep, you actually leave your body and, and you are still conscious at another level. So that to me is also the quantum field. We don't really, we're not conscious at this level, but we are experiencing something else that we may not even remember, which most people don't, of course. Yeah. And then there's dreams and all of that. And we're just right. using this as a, as a base analogy so that people understand. Now, the thing about awareness, the thing about quantum field is it's silent. Nothing has yet been brought into, we haven't gone to the grocery store yet. We haven't said the words yet. We haven't hit the baseball yet or whatever the thought's going to lead us to do. We haven't done yet when we're just in that quiet state of, of just of silent awareness. Which is which people can some of the meditation techniques get people to a, to a, that experience of of um, you know they're not they're fully awake 
but they're not aware of any particular thing. So uh, TM, uh, Transcendental Meditation does that, for instance, um, which I became a teacher of back in 74. So, and there are other techniques. There, there are many, many things that can do that. So we have that on the level of consciousness, but on the, on the scientific side where we talk about quantum field or unified field, what, we, what I wanna address is, because this is how my products work, is we function from that level. Somehow we developed a technology where we can just basically tap the surface of the pond and access the qualities of, the, of quantum energy, the qualities of the unified field in a in an as yet not in the world, not defined by any particular thing. And we find the qualities that we like, for instance, peace and harmony, and then we infuse them or imbibe them into MP3s or videos or art or tinctures, drops that you can take. And this is where we've created 500 products plus where we actually sit down and say, what are the qualities that will solve people's problems because we've done that. We've actually sat down and said, what are the problems that people have? What did they need to solve it? And again, we think of light switch technology. So many people know so many things to do and we don't have the time or the energy or the wherewithal to do them all. So we wanted things that were just, take a couple drops under your tongue a few times a day or look at this picture or play this video or MP3 in the background and it'll have the effect that we want. So we created these to be done, I want to say innocuously, I want, that we wanted it to be very effortless and smooth and easy and not impose upon your lifestyle. So we created things that were silent. We have some that have nature sounds for those who like nature sounds, but we have, you know, we created programs for pets. And when we say the pet programs are silent, everybody just nods, they get that, that makes sense. Right. When we said the human programs are silent, um, people can get confused. And what we found is that when we offer the, the silent programs as um, with nature sounds or silence, people stop asking. They, they just start to understand something clicks that, oh, it can come in blue or red or white or green or whatever. So we have these, the, the, the MP3 and the videos that I want to offer your audience for Peace and Harmony so they can have it for their holidays are completely silent so that they can play them even in the midst of, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 people having conversation, you know, clanging dishes, silverware, whatever it is in the United States, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, Hanukkah. I know there are other holidays that I should be more culturally aware worldwide, but there's a lot of holidays coming up. And, you know, to be honest, they're shopping in stores. And we've had people who play the same program in their shop, and they find that they have fewer customer complaints. And overall, the whole experience in the shop is much sweeter and nicer. So, and who wouldn't want fewer family squabbles anytime? So uh, absolutely. I mean, it sounds so exciting, David, and so interesting. Very, very happy to, to hear about all of this. So what we want to do, Nancy, is we want to offer these programs. Uh, there's two versions of it, a video that you can stream or an MP3 that you can download. They're at peace. You just go to peaceandharmonydownload.com, peaceandharmonydownload.com. And 
download them to your devices and uh, play it on your cell phone, play it on an old computer, play it on an old cell phone and just leave it on all the time, put it on repeat. And uh, it can make a very big difference. We've had people who have uh, stopped, you know, escalating somebody getting upset and they've just turned it on and the person just calms right down. We've had uh, somebody was telling us that they had it on their phone and it was a long trip in the car and there were these two people and and they would play it and then the, they'd get a phone call. And all cell phones have this, uh, virtually all of them have a proprietary that if the call comes in, it shuts down your video or your music or your whatever right. so you can answer the call. Mm -hmm. So it kept, so it would stop the, the Peace and Harmony program, the MP3 that they were playing. And then she'd notice that she'd forget to turn it back on. And then she'd notice they start a little bit of squabbling and she'd turn it back on. And immediately they calmed down. And she said over this like three hour trip, two hour, three hour trip, it just had every single time they started to get a little agitated, she noticed that it had stopped playing because of a phone call. And that when she turned it back on, they settled right back down, which I thought was, was, was fascinating. Very and a simple solution to that is just use an old phone. Most, people, <laughs> most of us have an old phone that you just put it on once and nobody's calling on that phone and throw it in your purse or your pocket and uh, you're good to go. We make some other small portable devices too for those who are interested, but this one's completely free, so. That's awesome. Also, the, the wonderful thing about it is, you know, we wanna give this to everyone. We wanna share this to all our friends and family because we want them to have harmony when they go home. And the more people playing it, the more harmony is generated. So while one on a cell phone in a group of 20 people will have an effect, five or even 20 will have a much more profound effect. And we feel, and we want to give away, you know, millions of them because we feel that, or trillions, or I don't know, let's get them all mm -hmm. over the place because the larger systems that we've used have, have people have told us the crime rate has dropped in their, in their neighborhood or the people in the apartment upstairs stopped stomping around. Just all of these different, uh, very fascinating results have happened. And, and very practical, very practical. Exactly, uh, you know, play it in your car while you're stuck in traffic and save the energy of getting upset and just, you know, listen to music or listen to a book on tape or something and just enjoy the time, you know, spend your yeah. time chatting with the divine, you know. <laughs> exactly. Seriously, there's so many things that are a better use of our time than just getting mad at the car in front of us, so. Sure. So. The reason that this is possible and the reason that we could develop all of these programs right now is because we're switching from a Newtonian-based physics to a quantum-based physics world. And let me talk about that for a sec. This is more than just theory. It's actually the laws of nature are shifting on the planet. And we all know that over the past several months, just about everybody I talked to has gone through some kind of I don't know if the word is epiphany or just a period of confusion or discombobulation or something where a lot of things are being realigned. Did you have you had any such thing in the past three, four months, Nancy? Oh, of course. I mean, it, we're in very dynamic times, to say the least. And I think with all the cycles that are happening now, people are experiencing tremendous amount of change. We're, I feel like we're all being forced to actually come up a little higher. 
with our understanding of who we are, our spirituality, uh, what, what the world's all about. Yeah, exactly. There's a period of about three days that happened, I think it was in July, where just about everybody, in fact, everybody on the planet felt like they were walking on moving sand and water, just this whole shifting thing, just exactly what you're saying, where they started to question very deep, innate beliefs and to find out whether they still believe those or not. Just it was a very challenging time over the summer. And what's happening is, I don't, you know, if we want to say that just as when we go to sleep at night, when night comes, certain laws of nature go to sleep and certain other ones wake up, then work and then the reverse in the morning. What's happening now is certain laws of nature, if you will, are kind of going to sleep, leaving, whatever the term is, and different ones are waking up, just as you said, Nancy, to bring us to a better version of ourselves, to bring us to a better version of what's possible for people. And in terms of science, we talk about it in terms of quantum field, unified field theories, and which explains a lot of it. And in other ways, it can be talked about in terms of consciousness or spiritual or soul development or whatever. But let's stick with the, the quantum for a minute. One of the interesting things about quantum field is that it's everywhere and the quantum and unified fields have within it all possibilities. With all possibilities, there's also distance becomes irrelevant. And we talked about causal effect before. And in unified field theory or quantum, you can tickle unboundedness, infinity, unified field way over here on the left and it lasts way over by New York on the right, or something far away, completely causally unrelated. And in quantum field theory, for no reason whatsoever, a photon will pop up into existence and move backwards in time and then disappear. So it's a whole different ballgame. And what we've done with the Peace and Harmony, and in fact, all of the programs that we've created, is we've isolated within the quantum field, certain qualities. Because everything exists there, peace exists there, harmony exists there, love exists there, health exists there, sickness exists there. But we didn't want that one, so we didn't get that. And then we found those patterns of nature, patterns of the laws of nature, and we, for lack of a better word, captured them and put them into these programs that are incredibly effortless. And the advantage of that is, just as we talked about a minute ago, that a photon can appear for no reason whatsoever, we can now start creating in these very effortless ways whatever we want more of in our lives, just having it spontaneously happening without having to go through the whole process of doing X so Y happens. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Because I talk a lot about these kinds of things also. And the one thing that we do know is that at the quantum level, that a particle can move from one place to another place, like you're saying, without going through all of the uh, time and space. And yes. And that gives us, to me, that translates to in our life as to we can move from one state of consciousness to another by the power of our choice and decision because we have that power. 
and we're not having to go through every pain and and you know all the things that go along with making change exactly and that's exactly my point as well so we're we're perfectly dovetailing nicely here <laughs> um it's it's exactly that so many so for instance, someone will come and, they, and, and say to me, and I'm sure you've had a similar experience, I want a new house or I want a new car or I want whatever, so how can I get the money? But that's the X. You, what you want is Y. What you want is the new car, the new house, the romance, whatever it is. And then we create, just as you were saying, we create obstacles where we believe we have to go through a series of you know, jungle gyms or obstacle course or whatever that we create, believing that that's what makes it possible for it to happen. And I'm not negating that some of those things appear to work, but I will say that I work with a lot of people who feel that they can't have something until they do something else. They can't have the wealth until they deserve it. So they have to do something to deserve it. But no tree has to do anything to deserve being nourished and no fish in the sea needs to do something to deserve living a wonderful life. So if we look at nature and we look at, at what's around us and we see what works spontaneously and effortlessly, and we're taking humans out of the equation here for a minute because we're really good at messing things up, then we just see that it t tends to work quite effortlessly. It all goes back to our beliefs, which I'm, is exactly what you're talking about. If we believe we have to, I mean, I also say, look, if you believe you can only connect with your divine self within by meditating, then that is the only way you'll do it. But if you actually change that belief to realize you can do it instantaneously at will, then that's what you can do also. Exactly, exactly. The analogy that I use is a little more mundane, but it's like if you believe the only way you can get money is working a nine to five job and having an envelope with your check come through the mail, through a mail slot that's, you know, one inch by eight inches, and you think that's the only way that you can get money, getting the house, getting the car and everything becomes really hard and difficult. But if you allow the possibility that there are cars all over the place or houses all over the place, if you allow the possibility that there's money all over the place, then, and it can come from anywhere, then one finds that it's easier to fulfill what we want if we just move ourselves out of the way. A, a perfect example of this, I don't know if you've ever seen them, you can go on YouTube and find these um, NASA shots of shuttles taking off from Florida, where they you know, they have this mm -hmm. beautiful photography. It's one, it's absolutely gorgeous and crystal clear and on a beautiful day. And they show this rocket with a shuttle on its back taking off and the flames are beautiful red and orange and yellow. And it just goes up so slowly and it's leaving a trail of smoke and it goes up and then it separates, it does whatever it does. And it's exquisite, it's really beautiful, but it's working 180 degrees opposed to the laws of nature. It's using literally millions of gallons of fuel, of oxygen, of hydrogen. I don't remember all the things that go in, but those tanks hold millions of gallons to get it out of, to get it up into the, into the stratosphere, to get it up, move around the earth. Now, here's the thing. If I want to drop a pencil, I just reach out my hand with a pencil and let it go. 
there's no waste of energy involved. Now, what if we could just take the pencil that we're reaching out and instead of dropping it down, what if we just dropped it up? That's a completely different set, a different use of the law of gravity instead of in violation of it. But we used, we have been, and we're now switching from using that paradigm of we're going to get it done at all costs to let's work in flow with, with nature. So I don't know if you're aware of it. There is a house in Florida um, called the Coral Castle. Have you heard of it at all? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I think in like the 1920s or 30s or 40s or something, some guy came over from one of those countries that had brilliant people. I, I want to say Poland, but I don't, some, something from that part of the world who came over here and he bought some land in Florida, which at that time would have been completely undeveloped. And he started building a house made out of blocks of coral that weighed two tons, up to two tons. And he did it by himself in the dark with no cranes or equipment or anything huge like that. And, and partway through him, him building it, somebody bought land nearby and he didn't want his neighbors seeing what was going on. So he bought another piece of property 10 miles away and then moved all these big pieces of coral by himself to the new property and built this coral castle, which is a tourist place you can go to now but he did it completely by himself in the dark with no big equipment and no loud noises and no cranes and no anything. And when, uh, but he wouldn't let anybody see how he did it. And when somebody asked him, he said, science has it wrong. It's completely effortless. It's completely easy to do these things. So we have this example that you can go to in Florida where somebody found a way to work with the laws of nature by himself moving two ton blocks of coral. I don't know how he did it, but the fact that he did it means he had, he, he, was, he was more in tune with, what's, with the way nature works rather than against it. And he basically got out of the way and allowed the possibilities to work in his favor, which is I think what we all need to do is just get out of our own way and allow things to happen. Right. That, that's an amazing story. It kind of reminds me of when I visited down in um, Peru, when I went to Machu Picchu in the Sacred Valley, the same thing. You look at some of the, th the feats there and you have to wonder, how did they move these huge boulders miles away to the top of the mountain to create these things? Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. And the thing is that we tend to think from what we currently know. So we think, oh, he, they used a crane, they used a pulley, they had bulldozers, they had whatever. And in all likelihood, no. No, but <laughs> no. they didn't have those things back when, when uh, Machu Picchu and Sacred Valley were created. So we know they didn't use those things. Right, and so, but you also know just that certain things are, you know, certain things are done with great effort and use and loss of human life or whatever some of the the uh, great things that have been that have been built but some of the most amazing things are done completely spontaneously when we open up to that to the quantum when we open up to unified field when just as we say we open our beliefs up to all possibilities instead of that small mail slot where the check can come 
open all the doors, open all the windows, you know, knock down the walls, let it come from absolutely anywhere. And then what we find is that when we put nature on our side, nature can support us much better. And by nature, the laws of nature, whatever you want to, whatever we want to call those principles or bring creation into existence, I guess. Yes. And I think a great key to what you're saying also is we do need to be in alignment. And what that means is, to me, is if you want something to come into your life in a physical way or even non-physical, you need to be at that vibrational level yourself to be able to receive it. Exactly. But not only just at some point, sometimes because what we want to receive is a jump in vibrational, we at least need to be open to that we can have it. And yes. That, that, that's very, very important because we know, I, I work in, with the spiritual community a lot, and I can tell you that a lot of them have put off experiencing higher states, just as you were talking about belief, because they believed they had to do, again, X. They believed they hadn't meditated long enough or they hadn't done enough yoga or whatever it was. They, they weren't ready to receive what was ready to be given to them. Right. You know? Our beliefs, and we don't always even know our beliefs, you know, what those hidden beliefs are that we were raised with or society and all the aspects of the world as we're growing up, we form these beliefs and it's not always the easiest thing to overcome and even recognize sometimes what our limitations are. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons that we like these, what we call light switch technologies that we've developed because basically we don't care. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's right. just flip the switch. We don't, it doesn't matter where it came from. It doesn't matter what it was. Let's just get rid of the darkness. You know, we spend, a, we can spend an awful lot of time, you know, in the dark searching for the source of the darkness. Did it come from this hole? Is it coming from this crack in the wall? Where is the darkness coming from? And does How do we matter? turn off the darkness? And you just flip the light on. And exactly. And that's the same law of just whatever, focusing your energy on what you want rather than looking for it or, or the condition that you have now. It's, it's very similar. I mean, because even this idea of matching the vibration and being open to receiving it, they're really kind of similar, if not one and the same. Because if you're, if you're still focusing on your limiting condition, you're not really open to receiving the higher awareness. Exactly. But, Seeking it and allowing it to come are crucial because sometimes people are so caught up in the seeking that they forget, you know, I had a music teacher when I was in college and an absolutely lovely, charming, delightful man, hard as big as the universe, you know, wonderfully funny and, and taught us all these cool things, but he was a little absent-minded and uh, he would forget where he put his glasses regularly during the classes. And nine times out of 10, he, they were on his head. He had just lifted them up and put them up and, and was to, to do something. And then he'd start walking around the room, obviously looking for something. And we'd all be sitting there in the class. And he'd finally look at us and he'd say, they're on my head, right? And we'd all <laughs> nod and say, yes. You know. So, so 
sometimes what we want is literally right there in front of us, but mm -hmm. we're not open to seeing it or allowing it. And it's crucial that we, we do that, that we allow it so that we can receive that which we most want. And if we're so focused on our current condition or what we see as our limitation, literally, like you say, you just can't even see what's right in front of you. Yeah, if you're busy digging, you know, and you feel I need to dig 30 feet to get to X, what if it's a two feet? But you're so focused on digging. When I was in college, I took up fencing, which surprisingly led me to meditation. And after I started meditation, I kind of stopped fencing. But um, the coach that we had for fencing was practicing with me one day. And there's a move where um, in, in fencing, the basic, the goal is you want to tap the other person on the chest with the tip of your sword. And there's a little button on the end. And when you do, it sends an electric current through and a bell rings and you win so many points. And so that's the object is touch the guy in the heart. If you touch him in the arm or someplace else, you get a few points, but the heart is a big one. And so the simple move is basically you lunge forward and you stick your sword out to hit him. But he knows it's coming. So he does a little move, which is called a parry, which is he just moves his wrist a little bit. And instead of hitting his, his, him in the chest, your sword goes off to the side. It's, it's pretty simple. And basically the exercise to learn to get past that so you can continue to thrust is effectively learning to take your sword and just run the tip around a doorknob. Because it's just his wrist. If you can just get past his wrist, you can go the rest of the way in. So I'm lunging and he keeps blocking me. And he just does it with a little move of his wrist and, and I have to wrap around his wrist and keep coming in. And I got so focused on wrapping around his wrist, the doorknob, getting around the doorknob, that like five times during this maybe 10 minute exercise, he just threw his arms wide up in the air, stuck his chest out, and he had a very broad chested man, and just stuck his chest out and just froze. And every single time, I followed his wrist to wrap around the doorknob. Every <laughs> single time just completely forgot what I was going for. So caught up in the process. And right. so many of us do this. And again, it's us putting something, it's us getting in our own way, basically. We're forgetting what we're looking for. If you want the house, the garden, the consciousness, ask for the house, the garden, the consciousness. Don't ask for the money or the seeds or the whatever, because somebody could give you a garden. Somebody could bring flowers over. Somebody could, you know, I had a friend who uh, was a yoga teacher. And when she was leaving um, Kapala, which is a big uh, yoga place in, in Western Massachusetts, she needed a place to live. And she was like three days away. And somebody that she knew, I think from her classes said, I have this house, this beautiful house in this tourist area. You could house it for me. I haven't talked to her in over a decade, but when I was talking to her, she had lived there for free for seven years. Wow. Beautiful, I don't want to say palatial, but colonial place. Wild turkeys would rock, walk across her lawn in the winter in the snow. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. 
the people who owned it, it was like their second or third house or whatever. They'd come maybe for a week or two every year and that was it. And she lived in this beautiful place. Again, it's, you know, can we allow what we want to come without us imposing limitations that prevent us from getting it? And that's, again, what the, the big benefit of quantum versus Newtonian physics. If we want it, let's just want it and get it and skip the middleman. Right. And, and without the conditions of how it has to come, because like you say, she had this house, she didn't own it. So it came a little differently maybe than what somebody might have put out there. You know, I want to own this house, or, or at least we think we have to own it to have it. Or rent it to have it, or, yes. you know, they're, they're, and, and I'm not negating all those people who rent and own houses, but the truth is there are more empty houses in the United States than there are homeless people. Sorry, <laughs> you know, and, and I know that some places have resolved their homeless issue by just giving these people a place to live. And, and again, I hate to mention this, but worthiness is an issue. And we need to get past that. We need to get past the belief that we need to do something to be worthy of something good happening in our life. And we knew this when we were kids. I did a clearing. I, was, I had the great fortune of being invited to an event with a bunch of leaders in the, in the thought industry and the consciousness and, and self-help industry. So there were about 40 people there. And I got to do a, a clearing on stage. And when I got there, I realized that all of these people who all together, they, some of them had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people on their email list that they influenced through their podcasts or through their email or uh, webinars or whatever. These are very highly influential people doing great good in the world. And what I noticed when I was there was that a lot of them were about, most of them were about three degrees off from their true alignment. And if we're shooting for the moon and we leave the earth and we're one degree off, we miss the moon by double its diameter. So while I knew that by earth standards, if you will, they were doing well, they were having a good influence, they were achieving you know, financial goals, goals of helping you know, huge numbers of people, but I knew in their hearts that should there come a time in this life or after where they got to review it, they'd kind of be a little annoyed that they had missed the mark by so little. You know, I could have, I could have been a little bit better at it. So we did a clearing for them just to get them more in alignment. And um, for your audience, I want to offer that um, I, I will be putting that clearing online at some point so people can take advantage of it. But for now, if people are looking to get in alignment or to see how they're doing, we have a very simple quiz that they can take with some follow-up uh, free guidance to help them get in alignment. And it's takethisquiznow.com. Um, takethisquiznow.com. And it will take you to a quiz that will help you determine how in alignment you are based on basically how successful and how frictionless your life is. Are things coming to you now? So I, to get back to this clearing that I did, what we talked about is, you know, we all knew stuff when we were young, but then we learned what the world expected of, of us 
And what we want to do to get into alignment for ourselves is basically come back to that source within ourselves of who we are, when we knew that superpowers, excuse me, and Santa Claus or the tooth fairy, when we knew those things were real, then we're back to that field of all possibilities, which is the quantum realm, which is the unified field realm, instead of the, I have to move the bricks, I have to do whatever. Mm. You have a lot of exciting things on your website. So David, we have the take this quiz, alignmentquiznow.com you just talked about. You also have other free items on your website that I would recommend people go to. Uh, they can, is it just davidadelson.com or? davidadelson.com works great. Just um, since we're, we're on peace and harmony for the holidays, um, peaceandharmonydownload.com, get that free download. Share it with everybody. The more people playing it, the more harmonious it becomes. I personally believe, uh, and we've had experience where crime rate has gone down when enough people play it, where uh, people playing more advanced versions in their apartment building have changed the energy of the whole apartment building, and it goes on and on. And we'd love to see, you know, we'd love to see basically everybody all over the world playing it to just get rid of so many, so much tension and stress. Play it while you're driving in your car at peak hour traffic, and it's free. So wonderful, David. Uh, love everything you're sharing. Do you have any last thought that you'd like to leave with the audience? Yeah, want what you want and get it. <laughs> it's just it's that okay. simple. The little kids do all the time. And um, a funny story that maybe we'll cover some other time about my son in his store who found uh, a stuffed kitty and just put it under his arm and walked out. He was, he didn't, he was, he was two or three, had no concept of money or paying or anything. So, I mean, I followed him out and paid for it and everything, but just, just little kids just want something and then they get it. <laughs> they don't care. They literally do not care about any of the gobbledygook about it. They just want it and they get it. And let's be little kids again. Right. Thank you ever so much, David. It's been a great pleasure. And folks, I will see you next week. Until then, you keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week.